Support for Rule Breaker Investing comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home plays a big role in your life. That's why Quicken Loans created Rocket Mortgage. It lets you apply simply and understand the entire mortgage process fully so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for you. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash fool. It's the Rule Breaker Investing Podcast with Motley Fool co-founder David Gardner. Welcome back to Rule Breaker Investing. What a delight it is to have you with me this week. Happy September. Last week on this show, I had a lot of fun reviewing two different sets of five stock samplers that I'd selected in past shows, one a year ago, the other those picks made two years ago this month. If you didn't get a chance to listen, I I highly encourage you to take a little time to see how those stock picks have done and what we've learned from them. Uh, and I mentioned at the end of last week's podcast that every 10 episodes of Rule Breaker Investing or so, I pick some new stocks. And I said we'd be doing that this week, and indeed, that is what we are doing this week. So, five new stock picks is the main focus of this week's show. Before I get into that, I want to put out a plug for another financial podcast, because I had the pleasure of joining Patrick O'Shaughnessy on his podcast, Invest Like the Best. I was at the beautiful New York City apartment from where he does that podcast last week, met him for the first time. We had a great time together. We had a great time together, at least great enough that he was willing to make that podcast last over an hour and 15 minutes. So, if you want to hear me talk even more than I usually talk in this podcast, let me just say I highly recommend the conversation. Patrick had actually read at least some of the book that we were talking about, The Motley Fool Investment Guide, which is far more than most interviewers do these days or that I would expect. So, he came in really well prepared and very thoughtful questions, such a likable guy from a very fine family, the O'Shaughnessy family, his dad, Jim O'Shaughnessy, the Author of the book What Works on Wall Street. Uh, they have a, a wonderful business themselves. So it was just a, a delight to join in and talk about all manner of things. I would say investing, business, and life with Patrick O'Shaughnessy on his podcast this week called Invest Like the Best. It's now out. You can listen. I hope you will. And I would be remiss, I guess, if I didn't mention again book.fool.com. Yes, the Motley Fool Investment Guide has been updated and revised for 2017 going forward. Very excited about that. Two podcasts ago on Rule Breaker Investing, I dedicated to the book. So I hope you got a chance to hear that. But if not, regardless of whether you heard that or not, I highly encourage you to go to book.fool.com, buy a copy for friends and family if you already have one yourself. We really appreciate you spreading the word and the knowledge about. Foolish investing, and I think the right way to approach not just the markets, but how about your life, your life and finance, by having the right temperament and taking the best actions that you can. Certainly, there's a lot of rule breaker laced in there, but it's broader, the Motley Fool Investment Guide, than just what I do on this podcast at book.fool.com. Okay, so what's a good theme for our five stocks this time around? Well, I thought about it. I thought about Motley Fool Explorer. Now, this is one of the premium services we have here at the Motley Fool. It's connected in with kind of my group of services, Stock Advisor and Rule Breakers, which are kind of our starter services, sort of lower price. Then, if you step it up one in terms of the service that we deliver, you you hit Motley Fool Explorer, where each month 
we pick a new stock, we add it to our Explorer Real Money Holdings, and you as members, I hope I, I trust some of you are members of Motley Fool Explorer. You'll know that you you're encouraged to buy along with us. And each month we kind of mix it up with different themes, trends, areas that we think we should explore and look at the Supernova Universe 200 plus stocks that I have under recommendation. Ask which four do we want to focus in on? And then the fun of Motley Fool Explorer, if you're a basketball fan, you know college basketball, it's kind of like the final four. We bracket them up against each other, and a talented group of stock pickers here at The Motley Fool vote. And ultimately, we pick one of those four as the one that we'll all buy into. So, that's what's happening this month and every month. And this month's Motley Fool Explorer is focused on some of the, what I might call, the hidden gems within the Supernova universe. This is not to be confused with the Motley Fool Hidden Gem Service, which is a wonderful small cap service that I know many of you know of. But I just mean, what are some of the lesser known companies within Motley Fool Supernova or Motley Fool Explorer that I talk about from week to week on this podcast? What are some of the lesser known ones that we like? And so I gave a list of 10 stocks to Simon Erickson, who is our lead advisor in Motley Fool Explorer, because we were going to do this one together. He said, David, what are 10 that you like within this group of 200 companies? What are 10 that we could highlight? I gave him 10, and then his job, and he did it well, was to pick four of those to focus Motley Fool Explorer on. So again, if you're an Explorer member this month, you know what those four are. Um, I'm doing something different in this week's podcast. I'm going to do the same thing, but with the six that Simon didn't select. So, again, four of our favorite companies are being battled out against each other in a battle royale this month in Motley Fool Explorer of these kinds of companies, kind of the hidden gems of the Supernova universe. The six that Simon kind of left on the plate, I'm bringing five of those to you today. So, these are all companies that meet a few key traits. And here they are. The first one is that they haven't ever been picked in any Motley Fool Supernova mission. So, if you know about Supernova, we have a lot of real money portfolios. We call them missions to stick with our space theming. Um, But if a stock has never been picked in one of those real money missions, then it was among the 10 that I handed to Simon. And it is true of all five of the ones I'm presenting to you today. In fact, just to provide some context here, we have about 210 companies in the Supernova universe. 210 companies that I have actively recommended, that I do actively recommend today. This is like this is the universe from which I do all of my work, and it represents all the sum total of all my picks in Stock Advisor and Rule Breakers over the years, the ones that are still active. So, about 210 today, which is a big, healthy, robust number. It's not going to grow that much more, because the list is large enough and has enough tenure that these days, when I pick a new stock, which I do every month, actually, I pick three, two in Rule Breakers and one in Stock Advisor. When I pick three new stocks a month, well, from 10 years ago, there will be a pick that we still hold, but maybe it gets bought out by somebody else. And so, while we roll some new ones on, some old ones come off. And so, it's a fairly steady state around 200 companies going forward. So, among those 210, quick quiz for you how many have never been picked? by any Motley Fool Supernova Real Money mission? And the answer is, of the 210 companies that are presently under active recommendation by me today, 130 have never yet been picked for a Real Money mission. So, a big group of stocks I love to explore within. The second trait is that they have to have a market cap below $10 billion. And that, by the way, is true of 91 of the 210 companies in the Supernova universe. So, a minority of them, but about half, 
are below $10 billion in terms of the value of the companies themselves, their market capitalizations. And the reason we're looking for some of these smaller ones is because, well, if you're going to look among hidden gems and smaller caps, you want to be looking at companies that aren't. Facebook or Alphabet or Amazon or the list goes on of the regular culprits I talk about on this podcast, long term holdings for many of us who are listening to this show today. So, I wanted to find companies that are lesser known, smaller companies. So, that was trait number two. The third trait is that the companies need to have a brand name that most people will not recognize. So, I'll give an example of a company that passes the first two traits but fails this third one. How about the New York Times Company? So, the New York Times Company has not yet been picked for any supernova missions. It is below $10 billion of value. It's much closer to one than to 10. But it's the New York Times Company, and lots of people know that brand name, so it doesn't really fit in with what we're doing on this week's podcast. And the fourth trait, and of five traits, by the way, we're working toward a list of five here. The fourth trait is that these need to be long term market beaters. So, over the last three plus years, I wanted to focus on companies that are ahead in the market. So, we're going to be talking about companies that have already won. And yet, the reason I'm picking them this week for you for the next three plus years forward, because that's my focus, is because I like them going forward. What's past is past. That doesn't matter much anymore. If you're going to buy one of these stocks in this upcoming month, all that matters to you, and really all that matters to me, is how they do going forward. With all that said, in my experience, contrary to the financial disclaimer you hear all the time, that being past performance is no guarantee of future results, as I've often said as a rule breaker, actually to me, past performance is one of the very best indicators we have of likely future results. Doesn't work every time, but it's a pretty good guide. So I like to look among winners. To pick the next winners. The fifth and final attribute here is that I handed Simon a list of stocks, all of which I have some particular affinity or affection for. So there's some extra sauce here among these companies where I just I like these companies, what they do. All right, so without further ado, let's get started on our five stock list. I randomize because this is something I do. In fact, one of my favorite, most used apps on my iPhone is a dice rolling app that enables me to randomize all the time, which I do throughout my day to make all kinds of decisions. I've done this for years. It actually works. Maybe I'll talk about that on some other podcast if anyone has interest. But I randomized and decided today that we will do these in reverse alphabetical order. Typically, I present stocks in alphabetical order, but sometimes I like to roll a die and see if we should reverse it, and we're doing that this week, just to mix things up a little bit. So, let's start with the letter U. The first company, is Ultimate Software Group. The ticker symbol is ULTI. The company's market capitalization, $6 billion. And the risk rating of this stock, I believe this is the lowest of the five I'm presenting this week, is 8. Now, risk ratings, I'm not going to digress too much from the main focus. I can sometimes get off track when I get excited talking about things that I love. I love risk ratings. I love what we've created at The Motley Fool for Rule Breakers and Stock Advisor, we put a number from 0 to 25 on every stock, estimating what we perceive to be the risk of holding that stock. And the higher the number, the higher the risk. Pretty intuitive. So, it's a big number, big risk, lower number, low risk. This is an 8. Ultimate Software Group is an 8. By the way, I've done a full series on risk ratings. Just page back a few pages on iTunes or Spotify or however you listen to this podcast, podcasts.fool.com, and you'll see my series on risk ratings where I go through the whole system over the course of three episodes. I highly recommend them. Anyway, 
risk rating of 8. So, what does Ultimate Software Group do? Well, this, the buzzwords here, and these are buzzwords, uh, cloud-based, that's a good buzzword. I think you know what that is. That means that all of the data is being stored somewhere up in the sky. Well, that's what we tend to think when we actually hear the word cloud, but turns out it's very much more terrestrial than that. But the point is, the data is protected because it's not in any one central place. It's in the cloud. And the data that this company helps companies manage is their human capital management. So, that's HCM, another buzzword for you. This company basically enables companies to keep track of all the HR-related tasks traditionally that they've done, but in a more efficient, sometimes automated way, using the cloud. Ultimate Software Group's tagline, I'm going to try to provide this for each of these five companies, because I love looking at corporate taglines and brands, and they're trying to tell you something about themselves. You can decide whether you agree or not, but at least they're putting it out there what they think they're about. This company's tagline is, People First. And as you'll hear about shortly, I think that they're living up to that. Anyway, a little history for this stock. I picked it in Motley Fool Rule Breakers on May 23rd of 2012. So here we are now, five years later. Picked it that day at $81.16. Today it's at $190.87. A wonderful performer. It's up 135% over these five years with the market having done pretty awesome too at 112%. So this stock is 23 percentage points ahead of the market, which is maybe fewer than you would have thought given that it's more than two bagged over the last five years, but it's been a strong stock market overall. So, for each of my five companies, I'm just going to mention briefly a few traits that I like or appreciate about this this company and why I like it as a stock. For Ultimate Software, I really like the recurring revenue business here. This is basically a subscription business. Companies pay them on a recurring basis to keep track of this data and to use the Ulti Pro platform, which is what Ultimate Software calls its platform. So, recurring revenue, very high renewals. Companies, if they like it, they're just going to, just like you, right? Do you like your Netflix? I do. Do you think hard about having that $7, $10 charge rollover from one month to the next? No. You don't. You're probably happy for just to keep rolling. And that's the way it works often for good subscription services. We try to provide some of those at The Motley Fool as well. So I know this business model pretty well. I like the recurring revenue with high renewals. They have very high renewal rates among their customers from one year to the next. A second thing that I appreciate about Ultimate Software people love to work at this company. Their tagline, People First, is true of their employees, I think, based on the rave reviews they get on Glassdoor. Um, This is a consciously capitalistic enterprise. They're thinking about all their stakeholders trying to create wins, and indeed, clearly are creating wins, because the third and final trade I'll mention is just the growth that this company has exhibited. Earlier this year, Forbes put them on the Fast Tech 25 list. That's the 25 fastest growing public tech companies. For 2017, there are two measures that Forbes looks at. The first is the past three years of sales growth, very strong, but also the three to five forward years of projected earnings. So, Ultimate Software is the type of company that makes that group. We're very happy to have more than a double for the stock so far in Rule Breakers. I like it today, which is why I'm presenting it to you right now, going forward, Ultimate Software. Let's go to the letter O. The ticker symbol is OA. I bet you can't guess what that one is. That's part of the point. Most people don't recognize the names of these companies or what they're doing. But OA stands for Orbital ATK. So, Orbital ATK began, for me anyway, as Orbital Sciences, a stock that I recommended in Motley Fool Rule Breakers in August of 2007. It was at $43 a share then. Today, it's at $108. 
So a very strong performer. It's up 150 percent. The market, by the way, up 120 percent. So it's 32 percentage points ahead of the market over those 10 years that we've now held Orbital Sciences. But just a couple of years ago, the company merged. It merged with Alliant Tech Systems, a company in Northern Virginia. Actually, they're both kind of near each other here in the greater DC area. And Orbital ATK is a traditional aerospace and defense company, but with a lot of focus. Think about the word orbital. A lot of focus on the aerospace part of aerospace and defense. The company operates space launch vehicles, satellites. It does some missile defense systems. It's a pretty broadly diversified but smaller aerospace company. Their tagline, as best I could figure it out on their website, is "quotes the partner you can count on," which kind of makes sense when you're partnering with them to hang. An extremely expensive satellite somewhere up there above planet Earth. You need a dependable partner. Orbital certainly has had its failures on the launch pad, as have other peers, and that'll always be part of this business over the years. But what are a few traits that I value in Orbital? Well, first of all, I just like space. And there's a lot of emphasis these days on Elon Musk and Many of you will know that he has, in addition to Tesla and SolarCity, which is now part of Tesla, he also oversees SpaceX and has a lot of passion for spaceflight. Of course, Mars, much has been made of Elon Musk's dream, he says, one day of hoping to die when he does die, not on Earth, but on Mars. Very space-focused person. A lot of people love space. I love space, too. I bet you might love space. And We can't buy shares of SpaceX today. It's a private company. But if you want to get involved in this business, we've been involved with this stock for 10 years now, and we've beaten the market with it. Think about OA, Orbital ATK. I also want to point out the company has a very robust balance when you look at its revenue diversity. There are three divisions of this company, flight systems, defense systems, and space systems, and each of them is between three and $400 million. In other words, very well-balanced business. One other thing I'll point out, I love companies with backlogs. That means they've already been contracted to deliver products or services in years ahead, and this company today has a backlog of $15 billion. That is very, very strong for a company whose market cap is only $6 billion. So, yes, I like Orbital ATK. I hope you do, too. All right, number three. But before we get to number three... Support for Rule Breaker Investing comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Chances are you're confident when it comes to your work, your hobbies, and your life. Rocket Mortgage gives you that same level of confidence when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Rocket Mortgage is simple. It allows you to fully understand all the details and be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for you. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash fool, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Thank you, Rocket Mortgage. Kind of lightly product tie-in there with Orbital ATK, if you will. Maybe a subliminal message that you should use Rocket Mortgage, since we're talking about rockets. Uh, That was certainly not intentional. Okay. All right, stock number three is Nuvasive. The ticker symbol is NUVA. I have my word of the week for you. A lot of you will know if you've listened to me for a while that I love words. I am a writer, I guess, first and foremost, maybe a stock picker. Actually, a writer first and foremost, a gamer second, a stock picker third. So I love language. And here's the word of the week raise your hand, don't if you're driving, raise your hand if you know what camel case is. 
All right. Well, looking in the studio, I've got one of two hands raised. So, camelcase is just a great word. So, a lot of us know lowercase, and we know uppercase when we're talking about fonts or writing letters, lowercase letters, uppercase. Camelcase is when you see a word that has it's split somewhere in the middle of that word. There's a capital letter. Here's a common one. Rick Angdahl, my producer, quickly supplies me with this. Thank you, Kelsey Ryan, with the assist. iPhone, capital P. iPad. Those are camel case. There's uppercase, lowercase. Now you know what to call this increasing number of words. And this company's name is one of them, Nuvasive. Now you know that it's camel case in every case. So, Nuvasive puts a capital V in the middle of its name. The company's market cap is $3 billion. The risk rating for this stock is 12. So, Nuvasive is a surgical treatment for spinal disorders company. It has its own platform for surgeons to use. The name of that platform is Maximum Access Surgery. They like to make it an acronym, MAS. But the company has distinguished itself as a purveyor of a platform that focuses on fixing your spine, for surgeons, but coming in at the side of your body as opposed to from behind. So that lateral approach is very distinctive for this minimally invasive platform. So, what is the company's tagline? Well, it's growing at the speed of innovation. Well, as best I can make it out. Um, I'm not sure they're that focused with consumer taglines or commercials, but I saw that in one place in their website. So, Nuvasive is a stock I selected in 2014 March, and it was at 37. Today it's 60, so it's been a really wonderful three and a half years, up 61%, with the market up 45%. I will say that I re recommended it last summer at 57.79 on June 22nd of last year. And while it is up, a few percentage points, the market is up substantially more. And so, my second recommendation, my re recommendation, is actually behind the market. And that keys into one of the reasons I like this stock right now for the next three plus years. That's that Nuvasive has dropped from about 80 to about 60 in just the last two months. And while the stock market can radically reprice things, if you actually look at business performance, you never see these kind of radical ups and downs. So, what I see is strong performance from a long-term player that's still a small company in this field, and the stock market having rapidly repriced them 25% lower in just the last two months. But this is a medical device company. I like companies that make medical devices. They usually receive easier FDA clearance, and they're profitable companies. They're often a little bit quieter or sleepier. Had you ever heard of Nuvasive before we had this podcast? I'm guessing for many, you've not. I also like companies with platforms. Companies like Intuitive Surgical with its DaVinci platform. I love it when companies bring in their own platforms. So, uh, there it is, Nuvasive, another stock I like for the next three plus years. Stock number four as we climb up the alphabet. And for this next one, well, if you'd heard of Nuvasive, good for you. I think you're in the minority. I would describe you as in the extreme minority if you've heard of this L company. The ticker symbol is LFUS. The name of this company is Little Fuse. Little Fuse, L-I-T-T-E-L, Fuse. The market cap for Little Fuse is $4 billion. So, it's actually larger than Nuvasive, which I just described, but smaller than Orbital ATK and Ultimate Software that are at $6 billion. This company is, again, $4 billion. Chicago, Illinois-based Little Fuse has a risk rating of 9. So, a pretty reasonable, safer, smaller company. Why are they a safer, smaller company? Well, they're the worldwide leader in circuit protection. And this is not something that you necessarily pound your chest about or get on the cover of 
Fortune magazine for being. But yeah, electronic switches as well, automotive sensors. Basically, they have a ton of components. One of the things that I like about this company is its history. It was started in 1927, so it's 90 years old. I really love companies that have been around for multiple generations. By the way, a little bit about this company's history. Edward Sunt, S-U-N-D-T, founded Little Fuse in 1927. He'd worked for GE, among others, and he found that the diagnostic equipment that he was working with would frequently experience electrical failure. So he thought, you know what, we should be able to protect these circuits, protect electricity, which is moving through increasing numbers of devices, not just in that era, but these days as well. So, circuit protection is, 90 years later, what Little Fuse leads the world in. Their tagline, expertise applied, answers delivered. Sounds pretty solid. I don't think they spent too much on any kind of branding or marketing campaign to come up with that in the first place. I like it. It's kind of Middle West, right? Right down the middle. Expertise applied, answers delivered. Dependable. I like it. Uh, The stock I picked, March of 2014, at just under $93 a share. Today, it's at $186. In fact, we can ring the double gong this week. I'm really happy to say that as of this week, Little Fuse is up 100.7%. So it's become a double for Motley Fool Stock Advisor members who've patiently bought and held this company just for three years. The market over the same time up 44%. So this is a smoking hot market beater, up 57 percentage points over the market averages. And what what are one or two traits that I should mention in passing before we get to our final stock this week? Well, how about how about just how boring this company is? I mean, Peter Lynch made a lot. Those who've read his books are familiar with Peter Lynch's work, One Up on Wall Street. He loved really boring companies. So, this is a great Lynchian boring company. Most people have never heard of it. Another thing I love about it is that they have tons of different products. We're not just talking about one big biotech drug here or new restaurant concept that needs to hit in order for these guys to succeed. Part of becoming the worldwide leader in circuit production is that you have lots of different types of protection for lots of different circuits. So, another company like LKQ, for those familiar with it in the automotive space, I love companies that have lots of different products to sell. That's just itself a competitive advantage. If you try to compete with them in any kind of broad way, you'd also have to d- develop a ton of different widgets and goo-gaws in order to compete with them. And I love those kinds of companies. So, that's something to appreciate about Little Fuse, in addition to its illustrious and long and somewhat boring history. All right. And stock number five, again, I like these stocks for the next three-plus years going forward. We'll be checking in with them year by year as we go by. Stock number five is Blackbaud. The ticker symbol is BLKB. Blackbaud has a market cap of $4 billion today, so right around the same size as Little Fuse. The risk rating on Blackbaud is 11. Blackbaud I first picked in November of 2006, so we're talking about 11 years ago almost. The stock over that time has gone from $23.38 to $85.11. It's up 264%. The market over the same time up 125. So, of all the five stocks I presented this week, this has been the biggest winner. It's ahead of the market averages by about 140 percentage points over the now almost 11 years that we've bought and held BlackBot. I first heard about BlackBot because my brother Tom and I spoke at a conference. We keynoted a conference for them. I was like, who are these guys? I think we were in Charleston, South Carolina, which, by the way, is where I'm going to be. I will be in Charleston, South Carolina, right at the start of October. If you're a Motley Fool One member, perhaps you'll be joining in at that event. Well, I was in Charleston, South Carolina about 
12 years ago or so, speaking with Tom at a BlackBaud conference. And I learned a lot about the company at that time that I appreciated. This is a company, if you work in the not-for-profit area, and many of you no doubt do, it's a huge area of the world today, BlackBaud is among many the preferred platform for kind of managing the database of the business, because after all, there is a business aspect of the business that you're kind of running as a not for profit. So they started with a product called Razor's Edge, which is a big platform for BlackBot helping people raise money, track it, keep up with all the database stats you want on your donors, that kind of thing. And once you get a product like that into a not for profit and they like it, they're probably just going to renew it year after year. And BlackBot has been a beneficiary of it. So, I led off this week's show with Ultimate Software, which is also one of those subscription-based, we hope you'll renew us from one year to the next businesses, in that case, helping out human capital management. Here, we have basically helping out not-for-profits. So, if you like not-for-profits, a lot of us do, then this company is supporting them. And this company's built a pretty good business by serving them. And so, that's what BlackBot does. And in addition to some of the traits I just mentioned that I appreciate about BlackBot, I'll just point out one more, and that is that this company is the leader at what it does. While I can't say that they're kind of the Windows 95 of the world, going back to a time when Microsoft utterly dominated everyone's operating system, so they're not really the Windows 95 necessarily of the not for profit world, but they are a clear branded leader within that space with a lot of customers who appreciate what they do. So, I like leaders. If you're not the lead husky, as I said to Patrick O'Shaughnessy on his podcast this week, once again, one of my favorite lines, if you're not the lead husky, the view never changes. I love the lead huskies. This is a company that is a leader. Everybody else is trying to play catch up, and they're taking the world and their industry off into new interesting places as they continue to innovate. So, there you have it. Five, what I might call hidden gems of the supernova universe. That was our focus this week. I hope you enjoy looking further into these stocks. I should mention, this is a sampler. Each of these companies you're hearing are years old. If that sounds frustrating to you, thinking, well, gosh, it would have been great to buy that stock 10 years ago, now that it's tripled, but what have you done for me lately? Well, I have two answers for you. First of all, each of these five picks I'm picking today, going forward, as I mentioned earlier, so I like each of them. But if you find yourself wondering, well, what are Dave's most recent picks in Stock Advisor or Rule Breakers? I highly recommend that you take a look at those services. Motley Fool Stock Advisor and Rule Breakers, we make new stock picks every month, and you have an opportunity to hear our freshest, newest stuff anytime you want to join those services. I know so many of you already have. But I should mention, you can check out rulebreakers.com to learn more about that service, which focuses on disruptive growth stocks, like some of the ones I mentioned today. Or, of course, our flagship service, Motley Fool Stock Advisor, from where Little Fuse was drawn. A new issue of Stock Advisor comes out the third Friday of the month, with two new stock recommendations from me and my brother, Tom Gardner. So, you can check that out by going, actually, why don't you just go to our podcast center? You'll see info about those podcasts.fool.com and learn about our other wonderful Motley Fool podcasts. I will say in closing about these stocks that this is not a list of dynamic world beaters. Part of what you're doing when you're finding these smaller, unknown companies, you're probably not going to be picking the next Facebook. So, when we review the performance of these stocks some years hence, we may not see some of the dramatic numbers that we've hoped to see and actually have seen in some of our past five stock samplers. These are quieter, sleepier companies, but ones that I feel like you'll feel pretty safe being invested in them if you invest for the long haul, which, by definition, is the only way you can invest, in my experience. Anything else is trading. 
Now, usually I like to close each week by telling you what we're going to do next week, but I don't really know what we're going to do next week right now. I'm going to dream it up sometime between now and then. I'll say this. I'll say two things in closing. One is, I got a little homework for you in the meantime. Go over and listen to Patrick O'Shaughnessy's Invest Like the Best podcast. Again, I had a great time with Patrick just a few days ago, and that one's just out this week. So, if you're looking for a little extra foolishness, it's there for you. And I would like to say at the end that if you haven't already, please subscribe to this and all Motley Fool podcasts, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter for this podcast at, at RBI Podcast. Follow me on Twitter if you like. I'm at David G. Fool. Finally, all of us at The Motley Fool feel this way, but I want you to know I particularly do, and that is we love to hear what you think of the work that we're doing. We love to see your reviews. So get out there, throw me some stars, let us know how we're doing. We read every comment. Thanks a lot. Talk to you next week. Fool on. As always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Learn more about Rulebreaker Investing at rbi.fool.com.